Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Emerald Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation, JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the heart of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. And today's guest is Chuck Blakeman, a best-selling business author and world-renowned business advisor who has built 10 businesses in seven industries on four continents. His first book, Making Money is Killing Your Business, was rated number one business book of the year by NFIB, the largest business owner association in America. And his most recent book, Why Employees Are Always a Bad Idea, has been named one of the top 10 business books of the year. Chuck is a rare combination of successful business owner, speaker, and author who inspires leaders and provides simple tools to transform their business. So welcome, Chuck. Thanks, Stacey. It's great to be with you. Look at all that time we just wasted with that resume. Look at that. We have to make sure people know that you know what you're talking about, right? There it is. <laughs> okay, so why don't you tell us right off the bat why employees are always a bad idea? Yeah, because, Stacey, they, the way we define an employee today was actually invented in the late 1800s and early 20th, 20th century by a guy named Frederick Winslow Taylor, who defined the modern employee by two things. The, the average employee is so stupid, they more resemble the ox than any other type. And secondly, that they're so lazy, they will only work so hard as to not be fired. So that's the basis on which we use we define the employee. They're stupid and they're lazy. Now, no one would ever say that. The managers would just say, I'm more smart and motivated than you are. So the, the whole concept of an employee, the way that we define them, is broken from the beginning. My Army experience is a perfect example of why employees are always a bad idea. When I got into the Army, the, the drill sergeant braced me up, and the first day he looked me in the eye and said, Blakeman, this is a system designed by geniuses to be run by idiots. Which one do you think you are? And my response, of course, is, the drill sergeant, sir, I'm the idiot. Good answer. Carry on. And that's really what we've got in the way of employees, is we've got We've put together this system designed by, by, by people who think they're geniuses to be run by people who they think aren't quite as smart and motivated. We've got to get rid of that whole thing. It's just a bad idea. You know, Chuck, that's really interesting. We like to say it at Annie Jennings, we'll talk about the automatic deposit syndrome, where people are just there uh, from start to finish. Yeah. They punch the clock. They're getting their uh, their income deposited automatically yep. into their bank accounts. That's all they need to do. So, so yeah, I see exactly what you're talking about here. Now, what can we have instead of employees? Yeah, well, you you led right into it. The employees is a time-based machine. They're an extension of the machine, and they do their deposit, and they get the heck out, and they go home and ride their bike. We want stakeholders. Uh, employees are like children who need to be, you know, they're put into daycare centers, office daycare centers, and told exactly what to do all day long. Stakeholders are people who are uh, who are uh, adults. They assume, we assume they want to participate in the building of a great company and they want to share in the results. And basically, it's the idea of just going back to what we had before the factory system when we had people who took ownership in everything they did and, and, uh, uh, they, they were self-motivated. They were self-managed. Uh, people worked on farms and in shops, and, and they had a brain. And we want people to, to be put in a position where they had that opportunity again. So stakeholders are people who, 
who asked why, uh, annoying questions like that, and they survived the industrial age practice of treating them like children and uh, and and don't believe in being stupid and lazy. They just want they show up at work saying, "How can I make this a better place?" Those are not odd people, but we just or, or rare people. We just think yeah. So that's what we're shooting for. We want stakeholders, not employees. So, Chuck, where do you find stakeholders? We just talked about how, for a long time, the employee mindset has been come to work, do this job, take orders, get things done, mindlessly going through the motions. And so are we kind of entrenched in that sort of a mindset? How do you find people that are more in the stakeholder mindset? Yeah, great question. Two things. Look at history and then look look laterally in businesses that are already doing it. History, really simply, before 1800, 80 to 90% of people for thousands of years of adults owned their own businesses. It's in our DNA to be stakeholders. So they're not hard to find. The problem is we've we've, uh, taught them for 150 years that they can't be owners. They can't have a brain. And so we have 150 years of the history of suppressing what is natural in all of us. So they're hard to find, but they are everywhere. Then we have to retrain them to give them their brain back. First, we have to develop that trust. And then the second thing you can do is look laterally. There are businesses like W.L. Gore Incorporated, Semco, Barry Waymiller, Valve Corporation, Menlo, the Morningstar Company. There are, there are hundreds of giant corporations and tens of thousands of smaller ones where they have nothing but stakeholders. And if, if W.L. Gore can find 10,000 people, we can do that as well. 20% of, of stakeholders, of people in the workforce are naturally stakeholders. 20% are probably lazy, and the other 60% are up for grabs, and they will show up at work and do whatever you require of them. So if you require that they be stupid and lazy extensions and machines, that's exactly how they'll show up. If you require that they have a brain and, and contribute, they will show up that way. Both of these are self-fulfilling prophecies. And when people say, I can't find stakeholders, what that communicates to me is you built a, a company where you expect people to be stupid and lazy. You manage to the lowest common denominator, and all of your policies are set up that way. When I show up, I know my job is to live in a Dilbert society and be stupid and lazy. So they're out there. 80% of the workforce wants to be smart and motivated. That's our job to put together a company where they will be that. And Chuck, finally, real quickly, what is the motivator for stakeholders? Is it money or is it something else? Yeah, stakeholders want to make meaning. They don't want to make money. I mean, they do want to make money, but they want it to be a result of making meaning. Uh, I want to, I'm going to show up at work and walk out at the end of the day saying, I did something worth doing for eight or nine hours. I, I made a contribution to the world around me. I didn't just get a paycheck. Stakeholders, uh, employees are time-based. Stakeholders are results-based. And they, they, they show up at companies because they say, this is a place where I can actually make a difference. Well, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to tell our listeners that you should definitely check out Chuck's TED Talk on the emerging work world. You can find that on YouTube. Just search for Chuck Blakeman. You'll be able to find that. He's also a weekly contributor to Inc. Magazine. You can look up all of his columns there as well online, inc.com slash author slash Chuck dash Blakeman. And for more information about his company, Crankset Group, you can visit cranksetgroup.com. That's C-R-A-N-K setgroup.com. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, Stacey. 
This podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with its rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger that's just right for you. Till next time.